0: Speaking of Mindless Entertainment, we're all wrapping up. You, me, and Charles are, I think, taking some staggering time off.
1: Yeah. So Charles is out
0: this week. I'm out end of next week for a couple weeks. And then you're out after that, I think, Mm -hmm. right, August? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. So we'll be, part of this is a heads up, if you're listening, if you've made it this far. We'll be recording fairly (laughs) sporadically over the next
1: six weeks. Your favorite character may be missing for a couple episodes.
0: Igor? That's your favorite character? Is that what you're saying?
1: I'm not saying I'm my favorite oh, every, character. Oh, <laughs> but I'm so saying your favorite is. If you're a listener <laughs> <laughs> and you have a favorite uh, character on on this show, on the Want to Grab Coffee show, then they might be missing at some point.
0: We should talk. Yeah. So, are you planning on recording with us while you're on sabbatical, or are we going to go like eight weeks without you?
1: Uh, I'm planning on recording occasionally, often. Yeah, okay, yeah probably not cool. weekly, but I definitely plan on doing some recordings. I can't go that long without uh, talking to y'all.
0: Yeah, so we had more promotion boards, interviews, QA sessions this week, and mm-hmm. there are people in the Dallas office now. So I was talking to somebody, and I was like, "Are, are you in our office?" Because you know we have those like ring lights mm-hmm. on the ceiling, and she goes, "Yeah, it was crazy. I walked in, and there's all these like Nerf gun darts on the floor, and it was like this very <laughs> surreal, like post-apocalyptic, like dystopian yeah. scene because." Everything had been left still for a year and a half. Yeah. Dry erase boards and all that kind of stuff. So she's in there (laughs) helping get in the office, like set
1: up. I I wonder. I didn't even think about that. We left food in the fridge and stuff. Somebody must have.
0: I think somebody went in a few months in and got the food out and stuff. I seem to remember... I hope we gave them hazard like the, the facilities group. Yeah, because we had some very strict guidelines at some point. So, I don't know. I'd be curious too, but anyway, so maybe we can do a in-person recording soon. Yeah, back to the office. Yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll set capacity. There's some tool we're using to contactless locks and access based off of your phone, and then you can reserve a seat. So, I think as long as there's a seat to be reserved, and then they said 50 people, which I guess would be 25% of our office...
1: You're saying 50 people can be in the office at the same time?
0: I think that's what they said. Man. No, I think 50, 50 people can be in a around at the same time in this phase. But there's no expectation of how often or whatever. And that might have yeah. been for social gatherings now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But we, they did say, it's like, hey, we are keeping up on the news of companies that try to pull people back too fast. Yeah. And there is a... Recognition is you, you're, you're usually in one of two camps. It's I never want to come back, and I'm worried about being forced to come back just because I like working remote. And then you have like I'm 100% ready to get back, maybe not 100% right, re- like 100% of the time, but like I, I would come back today if I could, that kind of thing. And so I think we're trying to navigate those two camps because there's not a lot of people in the center. If you bucket all the people that say they want to come back in the, they don't really mean full time. They mean two, three days a week.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody has said, I want to be back Monday through Friday, eight to five in the office with everybody. I, I just, I don't think there's been a single person that said that.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't see a reason like for that to be a blanket rule unless there's some kind of condition. Like there, there should probably be an exception, an exceptional case Yeah, that says we need people here because physical things need moved or whatever. But I think you can get pretty close to full collaboration three days a week, probably. Yeah. So We'll see how it goes. I'm interested to see. But I'm ready to hang out with y'all. We should grab lunch soon, too. Yeah. Uh, Next week or something.
1: Yeah. I I think uh, I'm going to start working on some analysis for that, too, on what parts of our work do really well when we're together in the same space at the same time. And what parts do well when we're apart at different times. So maybe... On, on one end of the spectrum, being completely virtual and completely asynchronous, and on the other end of the spectrum being in-person and synchronous all the time. Oh, interesting. That makes sense.
0: I, I think so, yeah, because it, this is going to be almost like you would, it's the same analogy for something on your task management system where, you know, don't check your email during the most productive times of your day. Mm-hmm. Don't do the Asynchronous, low value, low collaboration stuff when you're in the office as a group. Like, you really have to probably be more focused and intentional when in the activities that the group activities you engage in when you're at work, because you're going to reduce the number of days of hours that you are together by like half or more. So, you really need to be careful about the meetings that you're in and things like that.
1: Yeah. And there's there's like a flow because I'm just going to take design, but you can actually apply this to development too. I'll actually do both. So let's say that you have to design or develop a new system. And so in the very beginning, you have to do just like a little bit of planning, like just initial setup. And that's probably something that's best done on your own and maybe asynchronously, right? And then you want to sort of collaborate on designing the architecture. And so that's maybe when you come together in person, you work through the broad strokes of the architecture together, making sure that you're incorporating best thinking from everybody on the team, incorporating their constraints. And then you take that back, and then there's probably another sort of work on your own, designing the architecture, that sort of thing. And then you come back together to work through the finalized architecture and put in sort of finishing touches. And then you start Thinking about how you're going to implement that architecture through different components of the, and once you've got that figured out, and a component needs to be developed, then you know that's also you go back and you work on your own. So there's like an ebb and flow to this virtual asynchronous mode to non-virtual physical synchronous mode, and if you do the right sort of planning, I think you can work out really well for people.
0: So just to Clarify because I think I grasp what you said. You have these two dimensions, group and individual, which makes sense. There are some activities that you need group collaboration on, some that are more individual, and then synchronous and asynchronous. Right. So you're saying like synchronous group activities, which is obvious. Like that's where we all need to be together in the same room as best we can. Mm-hmm. And then you have the individual asynchronous, which is like remote, probably individual synchronous remote too. I don't know that's even, yeah. And then you have this interesting asynchronous group, though, which is the hybrid space. And I'm just reflecting on, do you remember when 2019 and earlier, Mm -hmm. the standard was everyone's on site all the time, roughly speaking? Sure. And you would have a meeting where 80% of the people in the meeting were on site, and then you'd have, you know, one, two, three, four people remotely were Mm -hmm. dialing in. Yep. And it was such a hassle. There mm. there would be some kind of like communication lag. Yes. The people on the phone are disenfranchised. Yeah. If, if unless someone paused and said, Hey, what does anyone on the phone think? What are there any questions on the phone? You would just blow right by them. They couldn't hear us in the room because the speaker technology was not great. They would either have like super booming loud voices or it would be too quiet. Mm-hmm. Sharing screens was impossible. And we'd even said when we were doing so some of our review sessions. And we had people trying to migrate in from client work. When we said, you can dial in remotely, everyone was on their camera. Everyone was on Mm -hmm. their own headphones and mic, even if you were in the same room. It was essentially a virtual meeting. That's right. And so Mm -hmm. that's going to be tough to sort that hybrid part out. When everyone's in the office together, that's great. But we, we may not actually be able to do that. We have fewer opportunities to do it in a week because not everyone is there every day. And then I think we've geographically dispersed a little bit. And so this synchronous group activity is a little bit at risk. And then when you're in the hybrid mode, we didn't do that very effectively before the pandemic. There's probably more skill and technology and, and acceptance of it, but that's a problem to solve too.
1: And and we're gonna fall back into old habits where we are like ignoring people calling in rather than they're in person, right? It's like a it's a very human part of like physicality and and like being present and you have to be really intentional and watchful for it and so if you let your guard down you're going to get into the mode where you're not going to be mindful and say hey people on the phone you know and and even you probably even using (laughs) a phrase like people on the phone is creating like a weird us and them sort sort of dynamic and so i think what you we will have to do is get much better at planning to make sure that for the activities that highly benefit from being synchronous and being non-virtual that all the team members, so it's not Joe only comes in Thursdays and Tuesdays and whatever. Like You just have to be like, hey, we're going to be doing this session here and this session uh, really requires folks to, to be together. And so making that clear and making that known for the team And then on the other side, just being really flexible for the moments that people don't really need to be there and can be virtual and asynchronous and they need heads down time. And somebody who is going to spend the day writing code, let's try an example, for that person, if that's all they're doing that day, for them to spend 30 to 60 minutes in traffic, come into an office, to an open office where they can get distracted really easily, where their coworkers are coming by their desk all the time, tapping them on the shoulder and all that sort of stuff. That may not be the ideal environment to do that particular job that day. And but very few of us are in a mode even our, our junior folks are in a mode where all they do is write code every day.
0: Yeah, and there's this theme, I guess it's a meme Almost, there are people convinced that 100% remote is as or more effective, efficient than being in person. And I think we saw yeah. this when there was this adrenaline factor when everyone went remote. Productivity was up. People didn't quite have the boundaries in their work life balance yet. No one was commuting, and everyone knew that was worried. People were watching. People were worried about losing their jobs. I think we saw this productivity spike, which was more adrenaline than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw this article, there's, uh, what is it, $16 trillion is what the estimate the estimated cost of the COVID pandemic is just in the U.S. It's hard to imagine some of that drag, that, or that does not place a significant drag on individual and organizational productivity. And so I'm pretty skeptical that, I'm very skeptical that we're better off in a fully remote society. I think there's definitely Goldilocks, just right size, not 100% on site, not 100% remote. And I think people, we're going to have to figure that out. And that's going to be a challenge
1: Yes, coming up. The, the companies that do a good job of not just figuring out by putting policies in place and respecting people and all the things that go along with implementing and executing on that understanding, those are going to be the big winners. And they're going to be the folks that get the lion's share of good talent because they're going to be addressing people's you know, actual needs. And I feel like any argument that's one-sided, that's, oh my God, remote forever, I can't believe you're making people go into the office at all, or on the other side, no, you must be in the office and Monday through Friday during these hours as a team all the time, both of those modes are going to lose. That's right.
0: That's 100% right. And typically, a black and white kind of view, a binary view of... A decision point is not a winning argument.
1: And I, I think for us as a company, we're highly collaborative. We're very high touch with our colleagues. We're very high, high touch with our clients. And even when we had full flexibility, full sort of flexibility to work anywhere, we still would flex different modalities, right, of being remote or not being remote. And so now I think it's just a little bit more accepted, especially I think on on the client side, that hey, y'all have been working for us for a year and a half remotely and you've been doing a really great job. And 100% remote is not the right answer, but there's goodness about being remote. And so I think a lot of our clients are going to be much more understanding about flexing those hours virtually, either being in the office or not being in the office or maybe time shifting. That was that was always a big deal for me. If I didn't want to be stuck in traffic, I would always try to talk to my client or my manager and ask them to time shift. So I could come in either much earlier and leave earlier or I could come in later and leave later. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to sit in traffic because that was a big deal for me for whatever. And some clients are very flexible on that. And some clients were like, no, we really expect you to be here during these hours. And oh, sorry, you're just going to have to sit in traffic. So yeah. I think we're going to get less of those sort of hard requirements where people aren't able to shift their time as they see fit.
0: And so I I think what we're saying here, one, is no matter what your role is, if you're listening, by now you should know or have a very rough guess, a strong hypothesis on what your company's return to work policy is and how your situation fits into that. And if there's not alignment, that's got to be navigated. Otherwise, you're going to run out of runway and maybe have to make a drastic decision one way or another. So You should start talking to your
1: manager now. That's right. Don't wait for them to bring it up. Just have a conversation and talk about what parts require synchronicity and what parts are okay to be virtual and asynchronous and different modalities of work and the benefits and costs. And because the more your manager understands your point of view and the point of view of all the other team members, the more they can empathize with you and design a scheme that won't be perfect for everyone, but will address the vast majority of people's needs for for different modalities.
0: Yeah, and it is, does sound a little counterintuitive, certainly a little bit vulnerable. The more context you can share about your situation, the better. Sometimes we would say playing your cards close to your vest is a good idea. Igor, you and I have seen this before, where if someone comes up to you and says, hey, I need to take three weeks off starting tomorrow, you might say, that's not really going to work. What's going on here? Why didn't you tell me about this earlier? Why? What's so important? and you get nothing back, or I just want to, That it's hard to work with that. But if someone comes and says, hey, I had this family emergency, you don't even have to be specific. Right. And I need to take some time off. Maybe even better to not be highly specific. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Then you share that little bit of extra context and you get a lot more grace coming back. And so I think if you have a unique situation or your situation does not align with your company's expectations, that's probably okay. But you got to work Through that. And the earlier, the better, because the longer you wait, the more of a knee jerk reaction it's going to be when you bring it up. And then the other thing I'd say is if you're in a leadership position, you're running a team, an organization, whatever, maximum flexibility for your team is the right call here. We don't know how people are going to react. Opening the floodgates really never makes sense. The more you can wait and see, the more time you can buy to gather information and make adjustments and tweaks, the better off you're going to be. And uh, it's going to be, Igor, you said, People are going to revert back to what they were doing before the pandemic. I think you're right. It's also been a year and a half. So we have to learn to work again in another new environment. Like this is pretty pretty high churn, high volatility when you go fully on site to fully remote to some hybrid thing that we haven't figured out yet. So the more flexible you can be with your team, the better, for sure, through the rest of the year. I think there's
1: going to be a big adjustment period that people aren't expecting coming back to the office. We probably can't, uh, we, meaning me and you, Robert, it's been a while, right? Like we graduated school like 15 years ago. And so we've probably forgotten how it was to start our first job at at our first office or whatever, right after school. But a lot of sort of (laughs) our age and older and a little bit younger and in position are going to have to almost relive that. Because we've, over the last year and a half, have gotten used to not smelling other people's and not being interrupted. (laughs) It depends, but definitely not being interrupted by our coworkers. We might be interrupted by our loved ones or roommates or whatever, but it just feels different. And people are going to have to really get used to working in an office again. And like, I I don't think it'll be quite as putting on an old glove that fits really well.
0: Oh, for sure. And I know for a fact like I'm going to miss my kids like crazy. They've interrupted me probably 12 times today. And my son, he got some new shoes, like I, I hadn't I pulled the the box out of the Amazon packaging, but I hadn't showed it to him yet. I just put them off and he ran in and said, "Hey, time me to run around the house." And so we were racing around the house and then Amelia put her shoes on and we kind we made this little race game up. And all that took 7 minutes at max. Like it was not a super invasive interruption but it was fun and that kind of stuff happens all the time and there's going to come a day soon where that's not going to happen anymore and that's going to be a bummer
1: it's going to be poor interrupting you 12 times during the day and you getting really frustrated Uh, never
0: (laughs) we'll be all hopped up on caffeine yeah um, so yeah i'm going to be pretty bummed out the first i don't know how long that's going to take to adjust i'm thinking at least six weeks and the thing is with higher levels of flexibility
1: with a hybrid approach, I don't think anyone's going to ask you to give that up 100. percent There's going to be oh yeah, well, some during in school, the week. Though. Like ah, they're not yeah, going to be yeah, around. I see.
0: Sure. And so I'll just be home by myself, and then Diane and I will probably be on opposite days if I can think that far ahead. Mm-hmm. So we can be here. I think essentially it's going to be whoever's home has is responsible for collecting the kids, and so we'll switch off every day. And so it'll go from a chaotic house of for and all this activity to dealing with rush hour two to three days a week, going on on site, readjusting, and then being solo during the day. There's going to be a lot of change in a really compressed amount of time. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying the more flexibility that you can offer your team, the better you're going to be long-term.
1: Have patience, more patience than you might even normally have. Give people more grace because you can see that's a lot of change and it's coming all at the same time. And I think that's, to me, that's the best thing you can do as a leader in this situation is, is to exercise compassion and patience and empathy and w- work with people too. Because you know that w- I talk about this all the time. It's the relationship that matters. The trusted relationship that you build with the people that you work with, that's what really matters. And in a high stress situation of coming back to work, a lot of stuff changing, and you're not giving people grace or empathy or whatever, it can really disrupt a lot of trust. And maybe all the time that you spend building up trust can evaporate very quickly just through a few poorly executed interactions, uh, especially during a high-stress time.
0: Yeah, when the half-life of trust is much shorter during these times anyway, it's decaying much more rapidly than we're used to And then, again, you're going through this other change, and just like you said, you could really, one or two inaccurate moves, and all of a sudden, you've eroded what little trust you had left. So, this is a risky time. It's a red Mm -hmm. zone time, right? Actions matter. Actions have outsized impacts during this time over the next four or five months, for sure.
1: I I don't think it's a command and control time period right now. You can try. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, if that's your approach. I, I think maybe in the beginning of the pandemic, that was the right mode. To go into because that can show that can make people feel safe during that sort of time. That, hey, they've got this. People are making decisions. The decisions are for for the good of the group. And, but now it's, hey, let's extend grace. Oh, I know it's going to be interesting, Robert. It's, it's gonna, we're, we're going to come across conversations and moments for leadership that we've never uh, come across before. And we're going to learn how to handle them and, likely are going to make mistakes and hopefully we'll get it more right than we'll get it wrong. That's right. But it's going to be an interesting time to be a leader and and to learn. And I'm excited for it. I oh, like change.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's good opportunity here, but there's also some risk. Yeah, so definitely control what you can control. Maximum flexibility seems to be the right play here. And influence what you can't. Like you have... This is going to play out over months. And so starting now allows your professional opinion, your voice to be incepted into the system. Nobody else knows what to do. And that's the other problem too. No one here has the right answer. And so you may have more ability to influence and direct than you think. So if there's something you can't control, you can certainly try to influence the people who can. Um, Robert,
1: you're the one that always talks about mindset, skill set, tool set, right? Like that's... I think this is the time to practice the right mindset coming into these sort of things, because I think nobody has the exact right answer, but you can definitely have the exact right mindset to to address the return to office situation.
0: Yeah, that's so right.
1: Focus on your mindset.
0: Yep, absolutely, man. Hey, it was good talking to you today, dude.
1: Always a pleasure. Miss yeah, I'm Charles. Yeah, we can
0: make this work. Yes. Yes, is he back next week? What I think did he so. say? Was it two weeks?
1: Is it? Man, for, good for some him. reason
0: I thought he said he was off. For uh, two you might weeks. be right. So Charles is off for two. Then I'm off for two. Then you're off for eight. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's not fair. That's, I'm just kidding, that's man. That's true. You've, <laughs> that you've totally earned it. Yeah, you've totally earned um, it. I'm excited for you. Yeah, man, that's no, gonna be great. Awesome. Well, hey, yeah. So if you're listening, we're gonna have some sporadic episodes, some sporadic attendance, but we have lots of really cool plans for. The future, I was thinking maybe we should even... We're, we're coming up on episode 50, Igor. This is 46. Mm. Maybe when we hit 50, which will be right around a year, we'll create it like a new season and kind of do a kickoff. We have some really great ideas around leadership frameworks, leadership at scale. We'll probably go in-depth on The Trillion Dollar Coach, which is such a great mm. transformational, I guess, book, but based off Bill Campbell's life as, a, as an executive coach for some of the biggest, most powerful companies in the world. Like That guy was great. I wish I could have met him. He, yeah. He'd probably be one of those, like, if you could have dinner with anybody, he might be on my short list. Agreed. Mostly because he would he would make the table the cool table.
1: We'd be the cool table.
0: Yeah, that's right. It seems like that guy had fun everywhere he went. What a what a good way to be remembered.
1: He'd give everyone hugs.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. We need more of that. That's right. Yeah, so anyway, man, I, I think we have some great uh, stuff coming up and we're going to do our best to take a little bit of a break because even though we advise taking vacations early and often. We don't follow that advice as well as we should. So we're going to play some catch-up here over the next month, which will be great.
1: A year into our journey, man. It's been pretty incredible. Yeah. Who, who knew where it was going to lead as we, as we got started a year ago.
0: This is shaping up to be one of the like, coolest things I've done in my career. Yeah, absolutely. This podcast,
1: so. same, same for me.
0: It's been great. Thanks, Robert. Man, Great chatting with you and catch you next time. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Bye. That's it for today. Thanks for joining and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WannaGrabCoffee or drop us a line at hello at WannaGrabCoffee.com.